This is Switched On. Hello and welcome back to the Switched On podcast. This is your host, Akshay Koti Bhaskar. And for those of you who are new, this podcast is dedicated to those who find themselves struggling with the ominous task of choosing a career. Regardless of whether you are one of those people or not, and if you would like to ease the process of figuring out what career is truly right for you, or simply gain a more knowledgeable and informed perspective, look no further. Every session, we present a different career from a different sector and explore exactly what each job entails, as well as the required interests to work in the field. Today, we have a very special guest coming from the Aldabawi Group, which is a major corporation across five continents with a footprint over Africa and Middle East, the Americas, Asia and Europe, with work stemming in the manufacturing and distribution of motorized vehicles. Mr. Kandari is the Vice Chairman and Managing Director at the Aldabawi Group, which typically includes creating and implementing business strategy for the company, as well as developing and implementing comprehensive business plans to help advance the group. After completing his bachelor's degree in economics and qualifying as a chartered accountant in the UK, he joined the Al Dabawi Group in 1997. Mr. Kandari, I think the listeners are probably most curious as to why you do what you do. How did you initially become interested in this field or profession? So I've always been interested in being an entrepreneur. You know, I grew up in a family that was a, a business family and. Uh, a lot of uh, discussions around the table were always about different businesses that my dad or my granddad did and how successful they were at it. So I sort of thought to myself, this is something I could see myself doing, right. continuing the legacy. Um, so I so I decided that that's what I really wanted to do. And, you know, when I went to school, we I took the opportunity whenever I could to uh, get into doing some sort of business. I was running the shop at the school buying and selling stuff so it's been in my blood I think and um, right. and and I enjoy it a lot so that's that's, that's why good, yeah. that's why I'm interested in continuing this and hopefully family members of mine continue it too yeah hopefully uh, could you provide a brief overview of the role you play within the organization and what are the main responsibilities and tasks you handle on a daily basis sure I'm the vice chairman of and managing director of the group so my responsibility is to support and assist chairman who's my father of the group in um, some of his responsibilities as well as carry on day-to-day responsibilities that I have on my own as being a managing director. Um, So high-level decisions, strategic decisions, which industries we go into, which geographies we go into uh, become my responsibility. Uh, We discuss that at board meetings uh, and then I have to ensure that they get executed by the CEOs that we have in the group. I also work closely with the CFO, so the financial management of the group reports into me. I, Because I'm interested in sales, I also get um, an understanding of what the sales functions are doing within the different businesses of the group. I support primarily the leadership team, our two CEOs and my other direct reports, to make sure that they are doing their best and performing at their, um, at their peak, because if they perform well, the group performs well. Right, that's a and, good structure to have. Yeah, and you know, and I'm also the face of the group when we go to industry conferences or um, events. Uh, it's it's my responsibility to make sure that we represent the group in the right way. 
right. the right um, with the right image. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, such as your interests and skills? Sure. Uh, my um, I love to play golf. I don't play enough of it because I travel a lot. But uh, if I could get more time, I would definitely uh, definitely play golf. Uh, my skills. You know, I think one of the skills I've realized that I had over a period of time um, is the skill of choosing the right leadership team right. and a good judge of character. I've been lucky and also I think it comes when you have a gut feel that you see and meet people, you speak to them and then you get a sense that would they be part of your group, would they be part of your culture, would they help you grow your business, would they help you um, perform better as a group and uh, fit in well with others and be great leaders. And I've been lucky, most of the leadership team across the group today has been hand-picked by me and I've personally interviewed them and recruited them. So yeah. That's probably a valuable it's, skill to have. It's, it's, I've been blessed with that, I think. Right. Uh, on top of that, do you have any personal advice as to what skills or qualifications are necessary to succeed in your position? You know, to be successful as, a, as an entrepreneur or uh, a business head, you have to have leadership skills. So you need to be able to show strength in difficult times, you need to be able to motivate your team, you need to know uh, when someone's not right for your organization and someone who's not going to perform and you need to take difficult decisions. And, um, and that's, that's leadership for you. You have to be a strategic thinker because otherwise you won't be able to navigate the group in the right direction. You understand which risks to take uh, and which risks not to take. You have to have a, a business acumen um, and that comes from experience. You have to be able to communicate well because the message has to be passed through the group and it's for the group and on behalf of the group. So working with different people, different styles, you have to be adaptable. Um, so, so I think these are some of the skills that you definitely need to have. Uh, but if you are a compassionate and kind person, that's, that's a great skill that you should have as, as a leader because you're going to need it much more often than you think. What are the biggest challenges you face in your role and how do you usually overcome them? So handling pressure is, uh, is a great challenge that one needs to understand how to manage. Managing risk, uncertainty, being able to change with times, being able to change with technologies that are being introduced with AI and things like that, not to be scared of them, to ensure that your team is on board um, with them is, is a huge challenge because you have various age groups within your organization, some that are much older and more resistant to change, some that are much younger and want to change more uh, quickly than the organization can change. So it's navigating that um, that becomes uh, uh, that becomes a challenge and trying to understand how to overcome that. Seeing industry trends, so you have to read a lot and um, about what's happening in the industry. You have to network, speak to a lot of people to understand how how things are moving and how at what pace others are moving and how they're changing, so that you're also. Uh, leading the industry but also not going too far ahead where you're almost uh, heading in the wrong direction. Right, right. Are there any particular aspects of your job that you find especially rewarding or fulfilling? You know, so I, I like to get a good deal. I like to do uh, deals. So when a, when a good deal is done, if we buy something at a very good price, whether it's equipment or it's a business, 
that's extremely rewarding, especially if it's the right business and it's the right piece of equipment for the company. Um, getting a good deal in terms of selling to a customer um, and signing up partnerships is very rewarding because then you know it's long term and um, it, it's a great feeling when you have a new partner on board as well. Uh, you know, when, when you've done, um, when you've done uh, a strategic plan and that finally gets executed and it works out well, that's a really great feeling as well because you've, you've had a long-term plan, a medium-term plan, a short-term plan and you're delivering on each of those means that the time and effort you're putting into um, into the into the things that are important for your business and you actually work out is, is extremely rewarding. And at the end of the day, um, if we have happy, successful people working in our organization, that's probably the most um, fulfilling and rewarding thing you can get. Yeah. How often would you say that these rewarding actions occur in your job? I think you try and uh, make them as often as you can because that's that's the best part of being in business right, and right. running a business that you try and do those as often as you can so that you're motivated as well because you're alone at the top and you need to you need to make sure that you keep yourself motivated so that the team gets keeps motivated you've got to keep that positive energy flowing all the time so we try and get i try and find uh, quick wins medium term wins long term wins as often as i can right can you describe any common misconceptions or myths about your job or industry that students may have and perhaps debunk it? Sure. Um, everyone thinks it's easy. Right. <laughs> I can tell you it's really, really not. Um, and it's hard work. And, um, you know, there's a phrase, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Of course. So there is an element of luck for sure. Um, but there's a lot of hard work put into um, running a business, managing people, managing finance, customers, suppliers, and, and it's really not easy. And managing egos, personalities of people, uh, it's, it's, it's really hard work. But um, it seems that it's very easy and everyone has a great glamorous lifestyle and they enjoy themselves. Um, yeah, of course you do. You try and enjoy yourself as much as you can because you have to do, you know, if you're running a marathon, you don't want to be sprinting on day one, you've got to be running it at a pace where you do finish. Yeah. Has it become easier over time? Much, much easier. Right. Because yeah, you get the experience. The problems don't get easier. The problems get bigger the bigger you get. But your coping mechanism, your skill set that you Experience. Use, absolutely. Experience yeah. that you've gained over time help you overcome those challenges. Okay. For students wishing to apply for a job in your industry, what would you recommend as the degree they should aspire to attain? And what advice would you give to students who were considering a career path similar to yours? So if you were looking at uh, a bachelor's degree, I think you could probably do anything. Uh, honestly, it, it really doesn't matter. I think you've just got to do well at what you do. Okay. And, and if you have uh, a great um, bachelor's degree, you then need to think about the master's. Sure. And if you ask me for an ideal uh, qualification it would probably be a mechanical engineering degree, an engineering degree, or um, someone who's done chemistry uh, and then done an MBA. Okay. So I'd like a combination of both. So someone who has an understanding um, technically of uh, how things work, as well as how to what are the skill sets needed to run a business. Okay. 
Any advice on top of that or just, is that all? Well, I think if you work hard at whatever you do, yeah. it'll build up a resilience and character that's going to help you through business. Okay. In addition, do you recommend your field of work to students? And in the future, do you think that it is a market will grow or decline and become more gradually more difficult to work in? I definitely recommend people to join our industry. I think our industry is um, not as well marketed as other industries, but it serves a great purpose to society. It is, um, you know, the contact you have with a car on the road is your tire. Of course. The energy that you get all over, which is stored, is battery. And we deal with tires and batteries. So we believe we provide a huge service to the um, to the world. And energy storage is the future. And it's um, definitely something that's going to spread a lot more uh, in Africa and in poorer parts of the world where energy storage is critical, uh, given the infrastructure that's uh, or the lack of infrastructure that's there in the world. So if you could get uh, batteries across uh, Africa more and more than uh, for energy storage, you're actually making a difference to the world and improving people's lives. Right. Well, that's a good message to have. Uh, if you were to start your career over again, is there anything that you would change? And would you stay in the same sector? If I was to start my career over again, I think I would like to go to university in the US. Right. I went to school in the UK, I went to university in the UK. I think I would have liked to have gone to university in the US um, just to get an experience of what it's like. It's a big area where we are growing our business. We're looking at growing significantly in the US. And I think that that would have um, been an element of variety that I would have got that I would have wanted. But otherwise, absolutely no regrets. And would I be in the same sector? Absolutely, I would. So you must enjoy the job then? I love it. You were instrumental in changing the strategic direction of the Aldabari Group to increase its focusing its focus on manufacturing, which resulted in the establishment of the automotive and battery manufacturing businesses. Can you explain why you chose to move in this direction? So we, when we um, when I joined the group, we were a distribution business, and we realized that we had only one end of the supply chain. We controlled one end of the supply chain. We were at the mercy of our suppliers to supply the product. And we then only took care of the distribution thereafter. And in most cases, we never even had an end point uh, contact to the end customer. So we were distributors to other big dealers globally, and they then dealt with the customer. So we became almost middlemen. And we realized that, yes, there is always going to be a role for middlemen, but it's going to be a limited role. Why we wanted to go into manufacturing was so that we could have control end to end of the supply chain. So we wanted to have control from a bar of lead right to the battery fitted on the forklift or in a solar application or a right. telecom application. And the only way we could do that was to be a manufacturer. So we then got into contract manufacturing of tires. So we controlled the tire from the time it was produced to the time it was fitted. And for batteries, we controlled the time it was from a bar of lead right up till the end use of the customer. So that must have significantly benefited your business. We had a lot more control over it. We had a lot more control over our destiny, over control over our brand. And in terms of when you own a brand and you develop and grow the brand, you grow the value of your company and your business. Okay. You helped establish and manage the domestic and international joint ventures, including the group's significant expansion into Saudi Arabia. 
Could you talk to us about that particular venture with regards to your efforts towards its success and the effort and the effect it has had on your position in the company? So we, we went to Saudi because we got an opportunity to establish a business in Saudi with Pirelli and we uh, took that opportunity. I moved to Saudi, I spent 10 years in Saudi building that business and that significantly increased our footprint in Saudi Arabia as well as opened up doors to open up more businesses in Saudi which did and one of our most successful businesses today is Saudi in the group. Um, must be very pleased with that. Very. We had a great team, uh, a great company and producing great products um, and that's worked out really well. We found that when we partner up with international companies, uh, and we've had JVs with many of them, we bring their expertise internationally and we share with them our domestic expertise in the regions that we operate in. And that model works well for a win-win, and that's been a real story for success for our group. Lastly, do you think you could share any resources or organizations that students can explore to learn more about your industry? So there are... Um, industry journals on tires and batteries. There are industry bodies that you can um, subscribe to and join. Um, and there's also reading up about the competition and the industry. So if you did go online, you could find out a lot from the, um, the internet and OpenAI about uh, lots of industry, um, not, uh, lots of industry news, as well as companies in the industry and what they're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Abhishek. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. Well, that's all we have for today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. A big thank you once again to Mr. Justjeev Kandari for agreeing to be a part of this podcast. And until next time, this is the Switched On Podcast.